Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse, starting from $3.49, now 20% off. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. 17 away from 8 o'clock this morning. All right, the Kenard Tire phone line, 0800 150 Our beloved Warriors. And before you have a crack at us, say that we want to slag them off, just know that they are our beloved Warriors. They play the Broncos this weekend. It's as close to as must-win as possible. Next year, they will be able to come home. Cameron George, well, he's, he's, he's doing something that I believe is smart. He's starting and he's been doing it for a while to run the rhetoric that they should get 24 or so home games next year. Every game the Warriors that should play next year should be in New Zealand and the prerogative should be on the other NRL clubs to do it and take the games around different parts of New Zealand because the Warriors can't have all home games. So it's up to the other NRL clubs to look at it. And, hey, New Zealand needs to open up. Tourism benefits. Show rugby league to small parts of New Zealand. Take games to Dunedin, Christchurch, Wellington. Take games to Hawke's Bay. And I love it. I think Cam I think Cam George is onto something here, and I appreciate that he's putting it out and floating it in the media. Kimpy, do you agree? I, look, I, in essence, I do agree. I, I, look, I, I do agree. I think what needs to be understood, though, is that you know the other teams, even though they are based in Aussie, have had to sacrifice a hell of a lot too, and, and to ask them to sacrifice a home in a franchise situation, a home game, um, it has some accountability issues that... Um, of dollars and cents, so yeah, you're dead right around tourism. The councils can can get in behind this in New Zealand and support these teams coming over and 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 possibly have 24 rounds of football in New Zealand. But I just think personally that Cameron's only touching on um, what could be a bigger picture for New Zealand and be a, be a catalyst of bringing the game out of the out of the um, dungeon in New Zealand on the back of what they've done over the last three years by by spending uh, this COVID period in Australia. What New Zealand has at the moment, as far as rugby league goes, is a game on life support. We're on life support here. Our heart, we, 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 there's defibrillators going around every, every day uh, across bad? New Zealand. It's that bad. What Cameron has with the Warriors is an opportunity to talk to the NRL about creating a pathway um, and a, a competition in Auckland. 
I'm not talking about New Zealand, in Auckland to rival Queensland and New South Wales Cups. So if you think about it from the New Zealand Warriors perspective, one of the biggest problems they got is development, all right? So they can't develop players to stay in New Zealand. Players are leaving the country. Is, well, retaining t- prospective ret- talent. Exactly. So they're, they're leaving to head overseas to play in schools, which is where the, the, the loss of the pathway starts, and eventually going on to play. If you look at James um, Luai, for, um, for instance, at Penrith, um, came through a New Zealand system. Uh, James Tomalolo is another prime example. Went over there as a 14-year-old. Melbourne Inga tried to sign him for Queensland, and he's ended up playing for Tonga. You know what I mean? So the pathways are really confusing, but it, it doesn't help in New Zealand when we've got nothing for our kids. So I think the, con- the conversation in and around having 24 games needs to be expanded. And it needs to be expanded with the NRL to say, well, it's not just about 24 games. It's about building a pathway in New Zealand and financing it to make sure that we can keep our players, especially our kids in here in New Zealand, to come through a pathway and play for the Warriors. That's the long-term view, mate. Not a short-term 24-game, one-year view. So what you're saying is the Warriors have built up equity here and it's about using it in the most uh, beneficial way, not just for the immediate future, but for the long-term jeopardy and longevity of the game. Richie's on 0800 150 811. I'd love to know what you think. Is 24 home games in a row actually just going to do that? Is that what the game needs, a shot in the arm? Or do you think bigger picture like Kempe? Give us a call now. Richie, whereabouts are you around the country, man? Mate, I'm, I'm in Wellington now. I've just moved up from Christchurch, so I've moved back to the capital. Awesome. And where, you... where I started my league. Yeah, nice. Would you love to see the Warriors down there for a couple of games? Oh, mate, would I what? But I'd also love to see uh, a few other teams. Like, I'd love to see Melbourne take on the Panthers in, in Wellington. Bring, you know, don't just bring the Warriors over. Bring bring a couple of the other games over as well. You know, if the Warriors can't play at home, bring another another couple of teams over. Yeah. Now, I, I think you're going to get bigger gra- crowds as well. And I totally agree with what Kempi was saying. Yeah. We need to regrow the league. Yeah, and I think that's a and that, that's a valid that's a really valid point. It isn't just a, you know, if, if we're going to have this insulated view which we've had for years in and around just the Warriors, we're never going to grow the game in New Zealand. Um, and you're right, you know, if you're going to bring games to New Zealand, bring other NRL games, bring other NRL games, and and help develop those pathways so that people can actually see that there is an opportunity not just for the Warriors but to play in the NRL and it's showcased across the board as a national game. It's called the National Rugby League. So. Um, really, really good response there, Richie, in and around taking games and other games other than the Warriors to the big centres. Uh, and I also think you could bring the um, the women's league game over, double hitters. Imagine that. You know, yeah. I, I love watching the women play. You know, it's, it's it just brings a different aspect. And you know, sometimes I'd rather watch the women play than the men because they're out there to make trying to make a career out of it for themselves. And it's some of the hits, you know. You, they just bounce back up and you get hit in the men's game and you see them lie down for two or three minutes. To, you know, it's it starting to look a little bit like soccer trying to, trying to <laughs> get the penalty. <laughs> I, do, I know exactly what you're saying, Richie. Um, appreciate your call. See you listening on a 7-11 a.m. down there in the capital. Let's take some league down to see Richie and the whanau in the capital. Awesome stuff, man. We'll talk again. And, and you know what? Richie's right, Kempi, about the women's game. There is a more There's this level of genuineness around the women's game, and it's the same with women's rugby, and it's because it hasn't been overexposed professionally, um, and you get that more, and he's right, they bounce off the ground, there's that real zest for the game. Do you think taking games around the country, wouldn't that contribute to what you're saying? 
and big picture, do you not think getting the regions a shot in the arm with exposure to the NRL would help pathways long term? Oh, look, having them, having the Warriors back in New Zealand and having them winning, especially, is massive for the game of rugby league. But it doesn't save, it doesn't save the game, and it doesn't, it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't fix the 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 problem that we have with the defibrillator coming out every day. You know what we got to do is we've got to have a long term strategy in and around what fixes our game. If you people people say they you know look at New Zealanders for instance, Louis, they love state of origin. How many people say I'm I'm maroon, I'm blue? You know what I mean? The confused Kiwi that loves state of origin. The reason they love state of origin is because they've got an attachment to the game. Mm. All right, in New Zealand we don't have an attachment to a club or or a state. And what Auckland can be for New Zealand is the third state. Not New Zealand as a third state, but the Auckland Rugby League, because Auckland Rugby League has 54% of the participation playing here. They have pathways, they've got kids, they're in schools, competitions, and what the NRL do, they spend $20 million at Queensland, New South Wales, they should throw this, not that much, you 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 throw a quarter of that at Auckland Rugby League, and you've got a decent pathway and an Auckland Cup that represents the Queensland Cup or the New South Wales Cup and competes for them, which allows the Warriors to put their development players through. I hear you, Kempe. Uh, the Temper Bedpost text machine's lighting up. Chris, what about moving the Magic round to New Zealand? Yep, 100%. That's something that you should definitely be asking for. But we saw the Nines come over here. It's That's a short-term thing. That is something that is a shot in the arm, but it's not a long-term solution. Kempe, after this, think about this one. What part does winning at the high-performance level have on salvaging the game at age grade and pathway level. Because I watched Simon Mannering last night with Monty Beetham on his, his great show on Sky Sport, and Simon Mannering said the thing that got him over the line to sign his last contract was the prospect of winning an NRL premiership. And at that top level, winning and performing was what was holding Simon Mannering into the game, pretty much keeping him only into the game. Is that reflective of those at the lower levels? I want you to give your answer after this. And you on 0800 come through and tell me. I'm genuinely curious. Eight minutes from eight, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hey, Costa Rica, watch out because the All-Whites are coming for you. 5-0. The Oceania uh, qualifying tournament done and dusted. Fred de Jong up after 8 o'clock to analyse that. He's just jumping off here with Sky Sport now. I'm a huge Canberra Raiders fan. I'd love to go to Sky Stadium in Wellington to watch one of their games and do the Viking clap. Of course you would. Absolutely. And there's another great text from Brad we'll get to in a minute. But Kempe, how much does winning and high-performance success contribute to that engagement at the pathway level? Well, it's it's everything really for an NRL club because you you know a CEO that's under pressure and a coach that's under pressure every every day of the week until you get an NRL grand final win and it, and it's it's been shown before even if you get the teams to to a finals you don't you know it doesn't save your job so NRL franchises are, are governed by winning competitions the people inside them especially the Warriors how many coaches have they been through how many um, CEOs have they been through? How many players do they go through? Um, all in the in the hope of winning a competition. So it's the pinnacle of an NRL franchise. But we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is getting it to the pinnacle, aren't we? So, but is, is it chicken egg? Does the front office have to be in order for you to have that retain that talent and pathway? Because another thing Simon Mannering said is that when he was at 100%. his worst, he stretched himself too thin because he was worrying about what was going on in the office, which he shouldn't well, be worrying about. Which he shouldn't be. No, and that's you know you shouldn't be worrying about what your CEO's doing and the changes that he's making and the worried where your coach is going and and the players that are around you that are, that are being pushed out of the club. You know that Ali Lal Titi 
at the best of his career gets thrown show on the door, you know, because he he get told he gets told that he's he's not invested in the club, you know. It's just See, I said this when Simon signed for the Warriors' last contract. I said the tragedy about this is that he's never gonna, he's going to be one of the greatest players to ever come out of New Zealand and not have an NRL title. He's got a World Cup title, mm-hmm. but he hasn't got an NRL title. And Simon Mannering, if you know the bloke, deserved an NRL title. Well, I tell you one step further. The saddest thing for me, seven years it took to get back to the playoffs after that grand final appearance. And that was seven years of Simon Mannering busting his gut in the prime of his career. Maybe the Warriors at home all year is a stretch. Maybe give New Zealand a couple of magic rounds with both men's and women's over the next couple of years. E.g. Penrith and Broncos in Wellington. Western Eagles in Dunedin. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Eels in Dunedin. It's not just the Warriors that have been hit in the pocket with the pandemic. Brady steps from Brad. Brad, careful. You're in danger of making too much sense. It is coming up <laughs> 8 o'clock this morning. We've got lots coming up after 8, including Fred de Jong, because we're off to Costa Rica. Watch out, Costa Rica, because the All Whites are coming for you. And good morning, Izzy. Just got out of bed, I see, son. <laughs> hey, how's that McCafe coffee going, son? I'm sure it's delicious, as it always is. Araha's next with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Fred de Jong, Tom Abercrombie, up after eight, and plenty of you. The temper t- bedpost text machine, double eight, double three, and please keep giving us a call, 0800 150 811. Loving it this morning. Here's eight o'clock in Araha. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.